Here we use a lot of F words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Frosty as well on a Thursday morning. Yes, you're right. There is more snow falling across the state of Wisconsin. Come on in, everybody. Fabulous farm babe. Pam Yankee on the radio, and we're talking about more wintry weather that's coming our way today, and then another winter storm advisory in effect, basically for the whole state. A lot of folks that uh, really need to pay attention in the Fox Valley all the way down to uh, the Milwaukee area for Friday. Today, we'll have snow this morning, and then it should taper off. Give us a chance to kind of regroup before the next front comes in. It's going to stay cloudy today, though. Highs around 28 degrees. Winds pretty manageable out of the west-northwest, about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Then tonight is when that potential winter storm starts kicking up and causing us issues. Overnight tonight, they say we could get 1 to 3 inches of snow. Then tomorrow is kind of a watch day. Uh, They are not exactly sure how much snow is going to be coming in on Friday. Kind of depends on where you're going to be. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist will bring us more specific details. He'll join us in about 15 minutes. Tomorrow they're looking for daytime highs around 32 and the winds are really going to kick up. Well, we're hoping our dairy markets are kicking up a little bit more in the beginning of the new calendar year. Uh, Cody Coster, one of the broker analysts with Everag, is going to be joining us. And yes, you know it. We've got a brand new Wisconsin Fairest of the Fairs 2024. She was selected from a field of 35 last evening at the Wisconsin Fair Association's convention in Wisconsin Dells. Our own Charity Seebecker was there to visit with her, and we've got the results coming up. There goes Pam Yankee across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. And to Cleary Building Corp. They protect what you value. Visit clearybuilding.com to see the Cleary difference. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Now, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that the average adult has anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 taste buds? Yeah. Here's the sad part, though. We lose taste buds as we get older. What? Don't you want every one of those taste buds to be happy? Well, I've got an answer. Bavaria Sausage. Yep. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Bavaria Sausage at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, or always open online, BavariaSausage.com. I'll tell you what, every one of those taste buds in your mouth will jump for joy when they see what's coming their way. The authentic old world flavor of their brats, what about all of the artisan cheeses and all of the unique flavors in between? Don't let one of those taste buds be disappointed. Head on over, BavariaSausage.com or the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Tell them the farm babe sent you. You see them all over the state of Wisconsin, depending on what circles you travel in. I'm talking about our Wisconsin auctioneers. But listen, this is uh, much more than just the folks you see at the meat animal sale or the folks that you see at a farm estate sale or something like that. It is a profession that is uh, always looking for new talent. Riley Call is in studio with us. He is the current president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. They've got their state convention coming up right away in uh, the new calendar year, and we're kind of talking a little bit about trends. Riley, how long you been doing this? Gosh, uh, well, I've been uh, president for the past year, uh, but as a member, uh, I think we go back to 1995 when I first got my license, and, and, and ever since then. Tell me a little bit about how the 
industry has changed. Uh, we were talking about it before you got on air. Uh, the diversity of the auctions that you're involved in now, uh, size of the auctions, and technology now a big part of the auction business, too. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, you might have thought there was more live auctioneers. Uh, but online has taken a, a bigger presence. But uh, the live auctioneer is still vital to the industry as well. And uh, technology, well, we've got AI, and, and we actually do have a speaker coming talking about uh, artificial intelligence at the convention this year. Yep, and that convention, just in case you want to jot the dates down, January 29th through the 31st this year, they're going to be at the Lodge at Mauston, the Lodge at Mauston. And I'll tell you right now, if you want to follow the group or let's say that you have been involved in some auctions, might want to upgrade your skill set, then go to the Wisconsin Auctioneers website. That's wisconsinauctioneers.org. Let's talk a little bit more about the trends that you're noticing, Riley. Now, 2023, how busy were you? Are people still turning to the auction service as a means to kind of get business done? Give me a, and and membership. Tell me a little bit as board president the way you are kind of seeing your membership. Well, the, I think the trend is uh, we're each and every one of us busier than than we could ever imagine. Um, sometimes being older, I wish it would have happened when I was younger. Uh, but uh, yes, definitely. Uh, both live and and uh, the online, um, we have uh, 150 members of our association. Uh, there's uh, 400 licensed uh, Wisconsin auctioneers in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, but being a part of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association, uh, we go above and beyond what the state requires, and uh, you'll see that at the convention as well. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why uh, the professional association has been something you stay dedicated with. For me, I mean, the professional organizations that I'm involved with, aside from improvement in my skill set, it's also a lot about camaraderie for me. I've got to believe the same for you. Oh, yes. it's it's When, when you get together with a group of your competitors, let's say, um, we're still working together to make the the auction industry the best it can be and uh, with the the going above and beyond the the requirements of the state we have additional education and uh, and and you can go to the national level as well and even get farther uh, uh, further education through the national level as well you know, the other thing I, I want to come back to that I started our conversation with, that is, I always think about our auctioneers as people that are involved in agriculture, but I'm sure that you see an awful lot of auctioneers, especially during the state convention, that really do a wide variety of things. Some may not even get involved at all with agriculture. Right. You're right. I mean, there there's many different marketplaces to sell your items, but... But the, you can uh, talk about antiques, collectibles, uh, general household. Uh, people need their houses cleaned out when they have to move to another facility as well. And, and, and then you have benefit auctions. And uh, a lot of people didn't think that that was a thing. Uh, it's huge. Uh, benefit auctions are huge. And there's something that's a common denominator all over the United States. Riley call in studio with us, not only an auctioneer himself, but currently the president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. They've got their state convention January 29th through the 31st. It's going to be at The Lodge in Mauston. That website, again, wisconsinauctioneers.org. So as board president then, Riley, tell me a little bit about how you pulled the convention together or helped pull the convention together. Where did you want the emphasis to be? 
Well, the, the emphasis is, is working together. Um, that's the theme of this year's convention. Uh, sometimes uh, we think we're working together, but there is more we can do at, within our association, not to mention the entire public. I mean, working together is, is, is necessary to uh, further and, and, and make your association grow and, and make your life grow for that matter. I see some of the guest speakers that you've got coming in that might not necessarily at first blush be something that people would assume auctioneers want to hear about. For example, you've got some folks coming in from Quick Trip. Tell me a little bit about the guest speakers, kind of the lineup for the couple days worth of uh, seminars. Yeah, uh, Ben Liebel uh, is going to be coming uh, to talk uh, from Quick Trip. Uh, let's say he's going to be like our motivational speaker. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Josh Lowensteiner. He's uh, from the NAA, and he'll be talking about uh, uh, salesmanship, and he'll be talking about uh, the CAI class, Certified Auction Institute, which is a three-year class, which a lot of our members uh, take as well. Then we have Dave Taylor, and then he's going to be talking about artificial intelligence. And Wade Bear, uh, a board member from the National Auction uh, association uh, is going to be speaking on advocacy. You know, there are some uh, items that are, shall we say, a little bit more monitored. People have to understand that auctioneers in Wisconsin, as you alluded at the outset, are kind of bound to some guidelines, some regulations, some code of conduct. That's either through the state licensing or through the association. You're also going to be focused in on some of those updates, too. Yes, uh, every two years, uh, as required by the state, uh, every auctioneer has to have uh, 12 hours of continuing education. And uh, if you come to the convention, uh, we offer uh, six hours uh, every every year, and then that that you know fulfills your requirements. And then this year, uh, we're going to be speaking on uh, ethics, and we'll have a lawyer in there talking the legal aspects, and then uh, insurance as well. Uh, all, all very necessary uh, it, uh, items to cover uh, for your uh, licenses. I see you've invited the friends from the Department of Transportation. People might not necessarily put two and two together there with auctioneers and the Department of Transportation, but you guys really, when, when an auction is going on, you turn into the smartest people in the room when it comes to some of these things. Yeah, well, you, you know, we're the smartest people, but uh, we're well-educated. Um, we just continue you you can never have enough education and we'll have some roundtable discussions uh with the dot uh, an answer and question session um, we did have a zoom membership meeting uh, uh in in one part of the year with the uh, atf uh, regarding firearms and uh we have a uh discussion about having a regional con a convention rather than a state convention and, and then our legislative committee uh, will be talking about there's there there's so much on the legislative table now, especially with firearms as well. That if if you come to the convention, you're going to find these things out. And we have a team that's that's highly dedicated to uh, uh, letting our legislators know uh, what we need. Again, Riley Call in studio with us. He's the president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. Their state convention coming up January 29th through the 31st, as he said, at the Lodge in Boston. How's it going, Riley, as far as recruitment? I think every facet of any business struggles with trying to find new talent that really can get their arms around the business pretty quickly. How are you guys doing in the auctioneer business? I, I think uh, there are a number of schools around, and uh, we, we keep 
keep in touch with them uh, for uh, new graduates. Uh, we actually had a, there's a new graduate uh, that's, uh, that, that graduated from the, the auctioneer's school, became a member, and he's going to be in the auctioneer's contest as well. And I'm pretty sure you know him, too. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's good. Seeing uh, young blood come in, always important. So, again, if people are interested, wisconsinauctioneers.org. If I'm just kind of a casual observer, Riley, or maybe I'm somebody that uh, is thinking about, as you pointed out, a nonprofit uh, uh, fundraiser, something like that, are they welcome, or is it just kind of for the hardcore auctioneers? Oh, no. You you can come to the convention as well. If, if you go on the website, you'll you'll see the registration form, and and in all aspects, in, in fact, uh, the National Auction Association did change their name from National Auctioneers Association, and uh, we've had some thought uh, within the, the state of Wisconsin of maybe doing the same thing. So we're going to be talking about that as well with our members too to see if that's a, a possibility. So that that includes every every person in the auction business. If you're curious, if you've uh, always wondered about it, or if you're thinking about it as a career move, now is your opportunity. Wisconsin Auctioneer is getting together for their state convention January 29th through the 31st at the Lodge in Mauston, wisconsinauctioneers.org, the website. Am I forgetting anything else, Riley, you want to make sure people have at their fingertips? No, I, th- I think uh, we've, we've covered it all, but we, we really appreciate uh, the fact that you, that you let us come in here today. Um, you know the auction industry is an industry that is changing, uh, but still is, is vital to the marketing and, and the selling of of all your items that you might have. Yeah, just stop and think about how many times you've seen them in action. Now they're coming together in the state convention to try to figure out what 2024 is going to look like and beyond. Ryan Riley Call, president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. Again, that website, wisconsinauctioneers.org. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. The end of harvest, snow cover fields, and an early morning sunrise. Winter is a good time to evaluate your livestock's health. BioVet loves seeing healthy animals contribute to your farm's profitability. The knowledge and support from our team is here to help you make the difference in the health and productivity on your farm. Help your livestock stay healthy and call 1-800-BIOVET1 or visit bio-vet.com. Innovation, that's BioVet. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. Your body has what it needs to restore and repair that damaged joint tissue, and QC Kinetics can make it happen. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. The future of pain treatments has arrived, and QC has tens of thousands of satisfied patients all over America. People with back pain, hip pain, any pain associated with arthritis or any injury. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again. 
Get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar today. Call 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Again, 608-319-1750. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, Wisconsin is talking about our weather. Time to talk with Stu Muck about what's coming up next. We just get a chance to get everything cleaned up, and now we're starting to dirty the yard again. More white stuff floating around out there this morning, huh, Stu? There's more white stuff, not in the west, but in eastern Wisconsin this morning. Some snowfall here in the Fond du Lac area. Just looking out the window, I've got maybe an inch, but a nice new covering. And there's plenty of snow. It extends all the way from up around Marinette, Menominee, back into central Wisconsin near Stevens Point, Madison, and more in the eastern part of the state. That's all going to draw to a close, pushing further east today and ending, as we expect to see that cool front sweep through out of the northwest. The much larger storm, like we had just the other day, builds up out of the southwest to wrap up the week. And that's why later tonight and into the day tomorrow, I expect snow. Winter storm watch is already in effect starting around midnight tonight at La Crosse and 6 a.m. elsewhere. And they go right on into Saturday morning when some heavy snow very well is going to build in with stronger winds, colder air to follow. Boy, that sounds like great news. I'll have forecast details right after this. What does supporting rural communities look like? At Compere Financial, we believe it starts with giving back. That's why we are here with grants that invest in the communities we serve to help beginning farmers, fund agricultural education, support first responders, stimulate economic growth, and partner with causes that matter to our clients. Visit Compeer.com to learn more. Compeer Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Innovation. Livestock producers rely on BioVet for microbial and nutritional support. Keeping livestock eating and productive. Make BioVet your trusted partner for your livestock health since 1991. Learn more at BioDenseVet.com. Innovation. Stu, tell me more about this storm coming in at Ban. Looks like lacrosse could really get hit. Lacrosse could get quite a bit out of this one. And then I'm seeing a new map indicating that eastern Wisconsin, which they really got a lot of rain right along the lakeshore, they might get some big piles and are most likely to see precipitation over all of us. Let's boil it down today. Still some light snow, central and eastern Wisconsin. That comes to an end, a cloudy day. And a lot of 30-degree readings or upper 20s. Winds becoming more uh, west and then even southwest later on today at about 5 to 10. Cloudy skies tonight. That snow develops. Remember that winter storm watch kicking in at midnight at La Crosse. And I expect snow develops then through the night into the morning in the east. Mid-20s overnight. South winds become east, 5 to 15. Cloudy snow, blowing snow Friday. Here's some winter again. Low 30s. The northeast winds 15 to 25, gusting near 30. Snow lasts overnight into Saturday. Snow and blowing snow, mostly cloudy Saturday. Low 20s for highs. West winds 15 to 25, gusting to 30. Pam, it really looks to me like some 5 to 10 inch amounts kind of spread across southern Wisconsin. And 
the winds and temperatures yep. then by Sunday and Monday, we mm. see nighttime lows below zero and wind chills down at 20 and 30 below. And they're going to move that snow around with that wind, too. All right, Stu, we'll talk about it tomorrow as it's happening. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. This is Matt and Pete Gunderson. We recently celebrated the life of Ingrid, proud of her Norwegian heritage and a passion for art. Her life celebration included the Norwegian art of rose mulling. Her family was invited to help decorate the casket. Allow us to personalize every detail of a life well lived. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Making a decision on new home furnishings is easy with Lazy Boy. You already know he only cares about the comfort, but it's the luxury and design you crave. You choose the style, patterns, and material, while he's imagining himself being seated right in front of the 50-yard line. Call it Lazy Luxury at its finest. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. This looks like a car. Has tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them, too. There's a front seat, back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers 
need your help identifying a suspicious person. On December 9th at 4.20 p.m., officers were dispatched to the Woodman's Grocery Store, located in the 700 block of Gammon Road, after a woman reported that a man had followed her into the restroom, lay on the floor, and watched her in the stall. He is described as a Hispanic male with short, dark hair, wearing a gray hoodie, black sweatpants, and gray and black tennis shoes. He arrived at the store in a light-colored Hyundai SUV. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 608-255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 608-266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The Wisconsin Badgers have completely overhauled that position. Uh, we talked about uh, some of the guys that have been brought in, and you look at it, they're even higher recruits than the guys leaving. Yeah, And and I think that's one of the other things that's big is a lot of the guys leaving, whether that be on offense or defense, they're leaving and they're not going to better destinations. We thought maybe one or two, right? Like Ru- you, Rucci to Penn State. Yeah, you had Rucci who went to Penn State, and obviously you would – most people would see Penn State as an upgrade to Wisconsin, recruiting-wise, and what the, the program has been. Uh, I think another linebacker, was it Mayer, also went to Penn State, but that was kind of like, I honestly kind of scratched my head and said, how how did he get into, like, how did how did Penn State take him? But I digress. What, Chimray DK went to Florida? Yeah. But you look at some of the other schools, and it's like Trey Weedig went to Indiana, Okay, that's a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. Uh, you had Skylar Bell went to UConn. Like, UConn has never yeah, been very good. Dylan Barrett went to Iowa State. Miles I know that they Burkett. had a better season. Miles Burkett went to Division One AA football. Yeah. Like, the, it's a lot of guys that, in my opinion, are downgrading. Jordan Turner, who we mentioned, he went to Michigan State. That's a worse program and worse off right now, especially mm-hmm. with all the, the coaching issues and situation, especially than Wisconsin. Hell, one of the preferred walk-ons went to Division Three UW-Lacrosse. Harvard to the Midwest. It's going the wrong but, way, though, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's a lot of guys, in my opinion, downgrading. But when we're talking about upgrading and we're talking specifically about that inside linebacker position, Tackett Curtis, who they just uh, nailed down yesterday, he was the number two recruit in the transfer portal. He's a true freshman last year at USC and supposedly was a high priority for Luke Fickle and his staff last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had 40 tackles, two sacks, forced fumble, a couple of recoveries. Like, he was a big-time player. He was a high four-star recruit. He was a top 100 recruit in the country. Yeah. And weirdly enough, a lot of guys, both offensively and defensively, are transferring out of USC. Problem in paradise? Maybe. But, uh, yeah, huge, huge get there. Three years of eligibility left. Speaking of that, 
that Jaheim Thomas, he's coming from Arkansas. Now, he had played for Luke Fickle, for Trestle, in this very offense two years ago. He was one of the kids that was playing inside linebacker at Cincinnati, and when Luke Fickle left, there was interest from Fickle in Wisconsin for him to come, decided on Arkansas, played at Arkansas for one year. I don't like this. Now back in the portal, heading to Wisconsin. Yep. So it, that's a player that they're very familiar with. They know exactly what he can and can't do. One year eligibility left. Uh, that's an inside linebacker. Sebastian Cheeks, the uh, another high, clap some cheeks. Yeah, another four star recruit that was the 14th best linebacker in the country uh, two years ago. That was another kid that Fickle was interested in. Wanted him to was trying to get him to come to Wisconsin. He decides on North Carolina, says, I don't like it. Let's transfer. Now he's in the portal heading to, to Madison. Dude, that's three inside linebackers right there Revamping that it. were all higher touted players and or have familiarity with this system that they have locked down. It's pretty impressive what they did on inside linebacker. Then you throw in Josiah Galvin. Uh, he was a kid that played pretty darn well at the FCS level for Northern Iowa. If anything, that just gives you more depth at the inside linebacker position. I can't believe that they, they grabbed four guys in the portal at inside linebacker and all of them are pretty well respected yeah. on the the transfer market. Again, the new uh, one from USC described as Rambo. He just wants to kick everyone's ass. And I think another thing was <clears throat> one big thing that a lot of Wisconsin fans coming into last season were questioning was the edge rushers, right? Because Nick Herbig was gone. He was drafted by the Steelers. They had some guys graduate. But it always felt like the Wisconsin Badgers have been able to reload the past decade, whether that be inside or outside linebacker. Well, I don't want to say that there was a drop off, but it wasn't exactly the highest level of outside linebacker play that we've we've had. I think it was a bigger drop off than a lot of people expected, but they go out in the portal. They grab this John Pius out of William and Mary, another FCS school, but he was an All-American in FCS. So he was an absolute stud playing Division One AA football. I, I'm not going to compare him to this guy, but the jump in, in play. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. More like hang on to your snowblowers and shovels. That's kind of the prescription for at least the next 24 to 48 hours. Morning again, everybody. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Youngke. Tickled to have you along with us. Yeah, just be aware. The snow that we're experiencing in some parts of Wisconsin this morning should taper off later today. And then just cloudy skies. We'll see a high around 28. But then, starting later this afternoon into the evening hours, we're under another winter storm watch. This next one that's coming in on Friday could bring anywhere from another 1 to 5 inches of snow, maybe even more in the Fox Valley area, uh, as well as down in the Milwaukee area. The thing about what's going to come our way Friday are the winds. They're projecting that winds could gust uh, up to uh, 20, 30 miles an hour. And this snow, as compared to the snow we picked up earlier this week, is going to be a lot lighter. That means it's going to blow around a lot more. So we got some issues we're going to have to watch out for, but we'll keep you up to speed on the latest details as best we can. So glad you're along with us. So today is the 11th day of January. What can I tell you? Some interesting tidbits for the state of Wisconsin on this day. In 1887, 
Aldo Leopold was born. He became a major player in modern environmental movements. He was a conservationist, a professor, as well as an author. He graduated from Yale, worked for the U.S. Forest Service in the Southwest, came up through the operations, and in 1924, he became associate director for the Forest Products Laboratory that still is here in downtown Madison. He also was instrumental in establishing the first U.S. Soil Conservation Demonstration Area just outside of La Crosse in Coon Valley. That was back in 1934. Major player for conservation, born on this day back in 1887, Aldo Leopold's birthday. In 1968 on this date, Rock County Farmers, members of the National Farmers Organization, got together. They held back their grain from local processors. What they wanted to do was drive up their price. They were hoping to receive $1.50 per bushel for corn compared to the 80 cents they were getting paid and $3 a bushel for soybeans compared to $2.35 per bushel they were being paid at that time. This protest, Rock County Farmers with the National Farmers Organization happened on this day in 1968. In 1935, Amelia Earhart flew solo from Hawaii to Oakland, California. First person that ever did that. She did that on this day in 1935. And now you know. We want you to know Wisconsin has got a new 2024 Wisconsin Fairest of the Fairs. That ambassador for all fairs across the state of Wisconsin selected from a field of 35 last night at the Wisconsin Fair Association's annual convention. All outstanding candidates. Our own Charity Seebecker was there when 21-year-old Kelsey Henderson, representing the Racine County Fair, was named the 2024 Fairest of the Fairs. And she tells Charity what she believes helped bring her to this point as far as leadership and her passion for fairs. She tells me that her passion for agriculture stems from growing up on her family's farm and showing livestock. It is an extreme honor. It is so amazing to represent my county fair, the Racine County Fair, along with all of the other great counties Wisconsin has to offer. I'm extremely excited to represent Wisconsin State Fair and be the 2024 Wisconsin Fairs to the Fairs. Now, tell us a little bit about yourself and how your passion for the fair industry began. That's an easy one. Agriculture, I always say, is my past, it's my present, and it's my future. I was really fortunate to grow up on my family's farm in Racine County, along with really actively show livestock and be involved with the fair. So it's simple to say it ran in the family, and off I went. Through organizations like 4-H and FFA, I was truly able to find my own path in agriculture, which led me to where I currently am. I currently attend Iowa State University, where I'm a senior majoring in agricultural business. At Iowa State, I love to stay involved and do many great things within the community and within my college as well. What made you decide to run for the Racine County Ferris of the Fair? Maybe what did you implement at your fair as Ferris to really help connect people to agriculture? When I got the opportunity to run for the Racine County Fairs to the Fair, it was an easy yes, as I absolutely love the Racine County Fair. I truly believe that Racine County and the fair specifically made me who I am today. I've never missed a day of the Racine County Fair, and I'm thankful for all that has given me and to leading me to this point in my life. Uh, as the Racine County Fairs to the Fair, I was able to implement many things, along with interact with so many great people. One of my highlights of my year was our social media platform. I took the goal to truly show what the fair means and the behind the scenes so that everyone can get an inside scoop and then bring them to the fair to show what it's all about. 
it obviously takes a good support system behind you to get you to where you are to be able to accomplish all of these things. So take me through who really helped you prepare to become the Wisconsin Ferris of the Fairs and how did you just prepare for this few days of grueling process of interviewing? The list of people is super, super long. I would definitely have to say my family and friends are super supportive and all my other loved ones. Uh, they always encourage me to follow my dreams. And I think that's the biggest inspiration as you go into a contest like this. Um, beyond that, Racine County Fair Board and the Racine County Fairs Committee and Fair Coordinators have been amazing and are top notch. I truly feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to work with them. And they have taught me so much. Coming into this competition, I wasn't sure exactly what it would hold, but knew if I kept a positive attitude and was kind to everyone that it would pay off. What is something you learned about yourself throughout these past few days here at the competition? That's a hard one. I think I learned so many things about myself and fairs and the agricultural industry within the last couple of days. Um, I've always had a passion for my fair and the fair industry and agriculture and the Wisconsin State Fair growing up showing there, but I never realized how much I just love Wisconsin and all the counties that it has to offer. And throughout these days, you got a chance to interact with a lot of other women from throughout the state who are also Ferris for their county. What is something you maybe learned from them that you hope to carry through as Wisconsin Ferris to the Fairs? It was truly an inspirational week, and it was because of all the other contestants. They were an amazing group of girls, and I feel so fortunate to have been able to meet and get to know each and every one of them. I love the opportunity, and I hope I can continue to inspire others like they have inspired me this week. What is your main goal for the year ahead? Something you want to accomplish? Something I really want to accomplish this year is to really showcase the fair industry and what makes each county fair unique. I plan to advocate for the Wisconsin State Fair, but also all the amazing counties that also happen around the state. That was Kelsey Henderson, the newly selected 2024 Wisconsin Fairs of the Fairs. Henderson will serve a one-year term, and her responsibilities include appearances at fairs and events throughout the state, working with media, and promoting the importance of Wisconsin fairs. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Incoming! Don't worry, it's not raining elephants. That's just the sound of Dairyland Seed delivering our strongest silage lineup ever. Again, get ready for even better trait quality even greater tonnage potential, and even more milk per acre. See how Dairyland Seed Silage outperformed the competition in your area at showmethesilageyield.com. That's showmethesilageyield.com. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck, thanks to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. And from Farm First Dairy Cooperative, serving dairy farmers across the Midwest since 2013. Farm First Dairy Cooperative, member-focused, member-driven, member-led. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. We've got Cody Coster, broker analyst with Everag, joining us here in about uh, five, six minutes. Stick around for that conversation. He's going to try to give us some insights into what's happening with dairy. Yesterday, dairy actually performed pretty well in Chicago. Barrel cheese was up a penny at 148. 40-pound block cheese was up a nickel at 156. But double-A butter, that stood still. Now, this morning in overnight electronic trade, we've got February milk up 16 cents right now at 1638, 100 weight. 
the March milk's up eight cents, sixteen seventy four a hundred weight. Currently, March corn is up a penny at four sixty one. December new crop up a penny at four ninety two. March soybeans are up a dime at twelve forty six. With November new crop up eight right now at twelve fourteen. July new crop wheat that's up two cents currently at six thirty four a bushel. You know our team is doing our red letter best to try to bring you all the details from all the conventions that are happening across the state of Wisconsin. The charity at the Wisconsin Fair Association is a perfect example. Uh, I will be up at Dairy Strong next week. That's going to be at the KI Convention Center in Green Bay. Uh, Stephanie Hoff is going to be at the UW Ag Outlook Forum. That's going to be on January 23rd. And another one that we might add to our list is the upcoming Wisconsin Bison Producers Annual Conference. They are getting together up in Green Bay, hosted by Oneida Nation. Bison producers from across the state are going to be focused in on where their markets are going, what's going on with licensing and inspection. How about the supply-demand situation for our Wisconsin bison? Now, if you're interested in maybe being a part of that conversation, you need to know that pre-registration is required. They need to have an exact headcount. They're also going to be doing a little farm tour at Mike and Connie Mouse's place out in Seymour, so they need numbers. You can find out how to register and let them know you're on your way. WIBison.com. WIBison.com. Cody Coaster with Everag is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. A good friend might tell you that your shoe's untied or, hey, you've got a bit of breakfast on the corner of your mouth. Well, a good friend will also share valuable insights about the scoop on money and energy savings. Like Benjamin Plumbing and their game-changing electric hybrid water heaters. Potential savings of up to three to four times a conventional water heater with current tax incentives up to $2,000. Benjamin Plumbing's electric hybrid water heaters go beyond being just a water heater. It acts as a dehumidifier for your basement, kicking musty odors, mold, and excess moisture to the curb. Eco-friendly and efficient, these electric hybrid water heaters will leave your wallet and our environment completely satisfied. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. A whole lot of folks going to be using that snowblower, the shovel, the skid steer loader, the front end loader, whatever you got. We've got more snow coming in across the state of Wisconsin. Be sure and join us tomorrow morning as we keep you up to date on how it is evolving across the state. Cody Coster with EverAg is joining us this morning. You're in Michigan, right, Cody? What kind of snow do you have on the ground? Uh, yeah, that's right, Pam. So right now we've got about maybe two to three inches. Um, as we're speaking, looking at the weather radar and in pure Michigan fashion, uh, this coming weekend we have the you know least amount is 10 inches. The most is 18 of snow. So anywhere in between there, sounds like we are going to get whatever you folks get you know, tomorrow. <laughs> we'll send it your way. Uh, Cody and I were kind of talking, though. It's not funny because next week is a major dairy industry gathering with Dairy Strong, and they are going to be up in the Green Bay area Tuesday and Wednesday for a lot of their activities. And you said that might snaggle your plans. Yeah, I know my, my flight leaves on Sunday night, and uh, just looking at this, blue weather pattern coming across yeah. uh we're hoping we make it out on time yeah not a it's not a long flight but you still got to get there all right well cody let's talk a little bit about your observations what's been going on in the uh, dairy markets i said uh, earlier in the broadcast that it's nice to see a little sign of life when it comes to our cheese market i just wonder how strong that sign of life is yeah, it's really nice right now, Pam. And I think what happened is we're hearing that there was a decent sized export order that got off last week um, compared to last week's prices at about $1.41 cheese. And if you look at the global dairy trade that we had recently, it, their price is $1.89. We're at $1.41. People are saying, okay, we should be able to get some product out of here, even if freight and shipping is a little bit more expensive. And it sounds like that has finally happened. So We've seen some green on the board for the past four trading sessions in a row, and things are looking good, you know, February through through April. I guess what I would be leery of is saying, if we go too high too fast, and all of a sudden we are at like a $1.90, $1.92 type cheese area, that's where I would get a little bit leery of saying, okay, maybe our price needs to pull back just a tad, because in typical American fashion, we go from low to high extremely fast and then we go from high to low just about as fast you know and it, it can really be a roller coaster the other thing i'm thinking is risk management right now cody you don't want to rest on your laurels and it's now the time when you've got to decide what tools what complements you want to use exactly yeah we, we want to get a plan ready for when these prices do look good uh you know for the longest time i think the past like four weeks we've, we've been saying hold off hold off this rally higher should be coming and now it's here like you said, we don't want to get everyone to kind of sit back and say, well, we're going to go from $1.40 cheese to $2 cheese and everything is going to be A-OK in the industry. That's not what we're saying. We're trying to prepare everyone for when we are at the same price as the rest of the world. That's when we usually start coming off extremely hard, thinking like a rock, and we want to be prepared risk management-wise on that side. Are you talking more about like spring flush, that type of thing? Uh, I, yeah, probably. I mean, you start getting into February, March, and depends on how high this market can go, uh, how fast, but uh, you get into that spring flush time frame, and that's when markets really start teetering on the downward side. Now, looking at where prices were last year, we were actually in our upward trajectory at the beginning of December in 2022. So this year's a little bit different. 
you know, with everything going on in the world and China not being back in the buying seat for GDT um, last year into this year. And it's just kind of been a wonky year. But I, I do expect these prices to get a little bit better, at least going into the spring flush. And then we kind of settle out and see where things are really setting. What about cow numbers, Cody, and uh, available heifers? Tell me a little bit about how you see that might play out this spring. Uh, we're looking forward to the it would be the December milk production report that comes out in late January. But I can I can tell you, just talking to producers all over the country, the heifer inventory is not there. And I think a big part of that is just the beef on dairy that's happened the past two years, the breeding cycles, is, you know, when you have a black Angus calf that hits the floor, and depending on where you are in the country, that calf might be at a day old valued at anywhere from $425 to $500. That is what you are going to breed for. And that is what people have told me they have bred for. Now that leaves out a lot of the heifer string. So if, if you are doing this and your neighbor is doing this and you're used to buying replacement heifers from your neighbor, that's where this whole snag is coming into place. And I believe we're going to, I think we're in the heifer shortage right now. And I think it's only going to get a little bit worse as we go into the full year of 2024. Now, if milk production comes out at the end of January and we are anywhere from 0.8% to a full percent lower, I think we better watch out because that's going to be a big shakeup to the industry at that point. I, I think that's when if we are down in cow numbers, let's say we're down anywhere from, I don't know, 10 to 15,000, that's when it's going to catch people's attention. And that, I, I believe that's when the prices should really rally faster than expected at that point. Cody Coster, along with us from EverAg. If you want to find them or any of that team, go to ever.ag. And it sounds like some of the team's going to try to make it to Dairy Strong next week up in Green Bay. Less than 60 seconds left, Cody. One more question. China's Lunar New Year, any possibility that might help shake us loose a few sales? We were actually just talking about this internally yesterday, and I think it does. I think whenever you get people that are celebrating the New Year coming out in droves, they need to get things bought. Um, And I I believe that's going to help the price of dairy, pork, uh, you know, beef, everything, because you're going to need to feed a bunch of people on a different variety of that platter. Very good point. Let's keep our fingers crossed. All right, buddy. Good luck on trying to get to Green Bay for Dairy Strong next week. Maybe I'll get a chance to pump your arm physically up there next week. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Pam. Excellent. Cody Coster joining us live this morning from Michigan. Again, one of the broker analysts that we lean on from our friends at EverAg. That's ever.ag. Tomorrow morning, we are going to be sharing more stories on the century sesquicentennial farms that dot the state of Wisconsin. Tune in for that. And again, a lot of information about the weather that will be unfolding starting tomorrow morning, continuing through the weekend. This morning, exercise caution out there and be safe. This is the Midwest.